Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the 1% Better Podcast. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the show. I suspect there could be a few new listeners given my guest this week and her reach uh, globally in the singing world. So that that's great. Great to have you along. If you're obviously a regular, that's also great. Thanks for checking this one out before i talk about donna just in the last few days been really busy last weekend i recorded a few new episodes did a lot of editing and recorded actually the intro show for the new podcast the 15 minute podcast called the 864 really looking forward to sharing that in a couple of weeks i'll release that and probably two or three episodes on the same day to give you a flavor of what that's all about feedback from a couple of folks who i've shared that with just to get their insights has been positive so yeah Hopefully it'll be what you're looking for in the way of a shorter podcast that'll fit into your commute. And I have some really outstanding guests from the US and from Ireland already recorded and I uh, can't wait to share that so lots to come there just a shout out to some folks over the last week I got a couple of nice reviews on iTunes it's always good to get that to see people from different parts of the world enjoying the show so thanks to those that did that if you've never done that please do and certainly when the new show comes out the 864 I'll be asking everybody to sign up and subscribe and leave a ratings and reviews to that when uh, when that one comes out so that it would be wonderful release another one minute Monday video on Monday even though it was a bank holiday got it out and it was all about mood so check that out definitely good feedback on that it hit a note for a lot of people and i'm just really sharing that one from my own perspective so good to see others like that last week's episode of the podcast one percent better was with steve lennox all around communications connecting networking lots of good feedback as well there and again thanks to steve for his time on that and for sharing it within his own network just lastly i will be adding by the time you're hearing this i'll probably have three episodes of the one percent better podcast added to the patreon site that will come out over the next number of weeks what i'm doing now is editing them doing a first edit putting them up there for a few weeks before i roll them out fully check those out if you want to subscribe through patreon you can hear those and that's great that'll help me get more shows edited every few euros or dollars that get donated through patreon will go into me getting more shows edited and being able to release shows quicker because it does take time and i much prefer the conversations and getting those out there by the time you'll have heard this i will have had a conversation with david g who is a meditator and somebody that i listen to regularly he's from california very excited about how that one went i don't know yet but i will be recording it on the tuesday night and i'm doing this intro on the monday just to get ahead of myself so this week's episode is with donna taggart donna is a celtic singer and musician she's from oma in county tyrone she's really come to prominence over the last few years releasing singles and content through social media i think it was in about 2016 over the course of a weekend a video she put up jealous of the angels which was written by jen bostick went viral i think there was something like 27 million views on facebook over the course of a few days and then over the last couple of years donna has had over 150 million views of her music across the social platforms it's outrageous and we talked a bit about that during the episode this episode is actually quite short that's kind of giving you a sense of what the new shows will be like on the 864 a little bit shorter easier to consume but still lots of good learnings and takeaways from it i was lucky enough to meet Donna in person she was in Cork doing a show the last leg of her Irish tour back in April out in Ballymaloo lovely to meet her right now 
Just yesterday, she's kicked off her UK tour, which will last over the next week or so, and then she'll come back and play some gigs in Ireland later in the year. She has a new single out called Guiding Light just in the last week. If you go to DonnaTaggart.com, you will see all about her and be able to buy the single. And obviously in the links of this podcast show notes, you'll be able to get all of that as well. She's all over the socials. Donna Taggart, really excited about sharing this one. And if you're a new listener and fans of Donna, thanks for checking it out. Please do check out some of the previous episodes that I have. Lots of good stuff there. I'll leave it there. I'll hand you over the conversation I had with Donna Taggart. Please do enjoy. Good luck. I'm delighted to introduce Donna Taggart. Donna, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you very much, Rob. It's great to be uh, chatting. Very good. <laughs> yeah. So you're down in Ballymaloo for it's the last gig on this part of your tour you've been around Ireland over the last few weeks we have been very busy yes we kicked off our Irish tour in Galway um, in the first week in March and we've very much been on the road since so tonight marks the last night and we're looking forward to a well-earned break now this week (laughs) (laughs) I remember looking uh, at um the the list of gigs and I think your first one was cancelled because the beast from the east had had came in and thrown things off and uh we had a, a concert Sligo f- or uh, scheduled for Sligo, and it was uh, it had to be cancelled. As did everything. I think the country yeah, just um, we shut down, c- shut down, and had come to a standstill. Um, we're not able for that sort of weather. No, we're yet. not. <laughs> but look, everything is good to go tonight. And and you played in this venue a couple of years ago when we were talking offline. You said that. Yes, um, I was here uh, two years ago. Um, I um, was down uh, singing with the country star Derek Ryan. I was saying to you just before we we came on that I was 39 weeks pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So I was very brave. My son, Matthew, was born a week later. And so the I suppose the the journey down this time round wasn't as nerve wracking. We didn't have to map out where all the nearest hospitals were God, just in case but <laughs> so you got fond memories night. of down here yeah brilliant so donna thanks again to, to come on i just wanted to talk a little bit about your career but i always like to ask my mm-hmm. guests their, their earliest memory or, or what comes up when you think right back to some of the first things that you can remember well i mean um i'm from a very rural place in county tyrone and um, Oma. Um, so I suppose my a lot of my early memories would be from home. Um, it's a very typical uh, sort of uh, what I suppose what people would deem as a typical Irish sort of village. There's a post office and a pub and if you blinked you would sort of uh, miss it. Um, so I have a lot of fond memories of uh, I suppose being with my sisters, my family. Uh, we have a very a strong community up in Noma. Um, you know, there wasn't many coffee shops or places to go or things to do, but you kept yourself occupied um, just with nature and and uh, other children in the area. And I suppose music, uh, we're talking about music, you know, yeah. it was very much part and parcel of um, family life and home life. So with great memories, I suppose, of, of Kayleys and get togethers and um, that sort of thing. Mm. And on music, was it what you wanted to be when you grew up? Was there something in music that you were aspiring to to uh, cover? You know, um, I'm asked that question all the time, Rob, and I have to ask, answer it very honestly. Honesty is the best way. Yeah. Honesty is the best way. I uh, suppose never really recognised uh, 
my talent until very late. Um, mm. I was 22, really, before I started singing. My father was a country singer. Um, my mum was a great folk singer, although she reared five of us, so she never did it professionally. Um, but as a child, I suppose I was a bit reserved and sensitive and had no real belief mm. in, in my voice. Um, so I aspired to be a teacher growing up and um, went to, to Liverpool uh, to study to be a teacher when I was 19 and had been working in the, the health service. Now my sister Sinead, who's the next sister to me, she she sort of was the one that had aspired to do that and okay. she had been fronting bands and, and doing um, live gigs long before I was doing it. It's funny. Mm. You think you can plan life and there's uh, it, it, sometimes it has other ideas and you have to go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> go with the flow. Yeah. But- but your talent must have been there when you were younger, was it? That it, it? It was. And I mean, I would have had a lot of people say to me, you know, you've got a beautiful voice, particularly um, in primary school um, and coming up through secondary school. I was in the choir. But any time I was asked to do a solo performance, which is so strange now when you see what has happened and what I'm doing, mm. I would have shied away from that a lot of the time. And had I done it, I would have been very nervous. Um, you know, so... The thought of singing in front of hundreds of people would have petrified me even a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so to think that, you know, you're now touring the country, that it's your full time occupation and um, it's it's very surreal. Yeah. And, and like the theme of the podcast is always to try and help others yeah. get a little bit better. And, and that that was a question I wanted to go in. I read that, you you know, you were quite shy and reserved mm. and you didn't want to get front and center. What was the catalyst or what was the thing that made that change Um, well I remember my art teacher saying to me and and I mean I suppose when it's anything in life he said you know it's 90% belief and confidence and and 10% talent Mm. Um, and I suppose you have to have a work ethic as well but I think the belief has to be there and and that um, you know that confidence that that you are good enough and that you can achieve Um, but I met my husband when I was 22 and um, I suppose he recognised very quickly that um, there was something there. And he said, you know, why don't we just record a few songs? And Mm. we did that. And the reaction locally was huge. Um, And from that then, we just built very, very gradually. And he would have been wanting to maybe do it a lot quicker Mm. than than what I was doing it. But um, it just took the belief and the confidence to build over a period of time. And I suppose when you have a reaction from people... Then you start to, you know, your confidence confidence and your self-esteem builds. Mm. And that has taken a bit of time. But in the last two years or so, I've certainly made up for for lost time. Yeah. And and on that kind of gradual, were you singing in front of your husband first and Mm. then in front of your family? And were you kind of bit by bit going bigger well it was like it was like I was talking about the you know the get togethers you know when there would have been a family night or a Mm. wedding and and you know thing it was in a very relaxed environment you might have sang a song and um, you would have sort of gauged by family and friends and at that point you know that and there was alcohol um, probably involved of course there was a glass of wine (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I suppose it, it really grew from from that and and, you know, we recorded our first album back in 2011, the second one in 2013. And we've had just medi- meteoric success um, back in um, uh, summer of 2016. And that has just changed my life completely now that I'm 
full time um, singing, recording on the road and uh, really, really enjoying it. Yeah. And th- does that fear before a show come still? Oh, Is there nerves I, I still there? I don't think it ever leaves you. And I think it's important to have nerves. I th- you know, um, you can't get complacent at all. And I think it's it's good for you, you know, to it, it sharpens you and, you know, you can't ever... Um, you can't ever take for granted that, that, that it's good enough. You know, you're always sort of striving to make things better. Mm. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Oh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so when you covered the, the song Jealous of the Angels, mm. that track, and you, this is probably a question you're asked a lot of yeah. as well, but I'll try and put a different slant on it. Yeah. You, uh, just talking beforehand, you said you came home and it started, you, you noticed it was on Facebook, it started mm-hmm. to go viral what what kind of went through you at that time what was the the thoughts like did um, it overwhelm you was it um, exciting nerve-wracking as well, well i mean i suppose it's like anything when you're at that m- moment in time it's very difficult to comprehend the magnitude and how huge um it was and, and what was going on around you i think it's only maybe when you look back and um, that you that you can really fathom what was going on but I just remember sort of being, I think I was, I was very shocked because, you know, we, we had 25 million um, hits in one week and <laughs> we had the billboards in the US writing to us to say that, you know, uh, my album had charted in the world catalogue um, billboard charts and I suppose all of that um, you were processing, trying to process and get to grips with. But at the same time, you know, um, I was very humbled and there was tens of thousands of people writing to me mm. um, to say how the song had touched them and how it had, you know, they were able to relate to it. And I suppose at that point I wasn't able to get back to everyone, but I suppose you felt part of something very special when you were able to, to see the ripple effect that that um, that music, that your music has had on, on people. Yeah, and that obviously probably gives you even more confidence and belief in yourself. Absolutely, and I suppose one of the first things actually that that I did was contact um, the writer of the song, Jen Mm. Bostick. She wrote it uh, with uh, uh, two other guys, Zach Runcrest and Jimmy Fortune. Um, But Jen had wrote it from her own experience of of losing her dad, and I thought it was very important just to touch base with her. Mm. Uh, You know, it was born out of her grief. Yes, I can relate to it, as can millions of other people. Um, but it was important, I suppose, that um, for me, that she was part of that journey, you know. Yeah. And she obviously liked the version as well, well I she presume. She did. And, you know, um, I had my debut tour in Ireland um, just a few months later and she mm. flew over from Nashville and she uh, we performed the song together okay. in the National Concert Hall in Dublin. So, I mean, it's not often that happens that such a, a, a friendship is born from the, the singer and the songwriter, but that happened in our case, and um, I think that adds just to the to, to the whole journey and, and the sentiment of the song and mm. and how it how it came to be, and you know the fact that it has reached every corner of the globe now at this stage. Yeah, global known yeah. name as a result. What it's <laughs> over like one hundred and fifty million. It's in total at one hundred and fifty million right across social media platforms now, and. Yeah. has had huge huge success but um you know it's strange you don't feel any different and your feet mm. still have to <laughs> remain very very firm on the ground you know but um you know i feel very privileged that um i was part of something 
Mm. Uh, very very special yeah and sure look there's plenty more opportunities down the road as well of other things to to happen well that's it i mean we we, we i haven't stopped really since it all has taken off and i've been doing a lot of touring and i've been doing a lot of live performing and um, and i suppose what i'll do after the next um over the next few months is take a bit of time out and a bit of time off to concentrate really on new music and to writing a few songs myself and getting back into the recording studio you know that's very important right just on writing material is that something you've done on your previous two albums have you uh, really no started? it's not actually okay. up until this point um i have been an interpreter and a singer of, of songs um, and i suppose always recorded songs which i felt i could relate to in some way in my life you know if it didn't get me mm. in the first two lines that was it um you know I think you have to be able to relate to it. But I think when you put your own story on paper, it takes on a completely different uh, meaning altogether. And just before Christmas, I flew to London okay. and I have uh, began the, the writing process. Right. You know, So that will, again, it's a craft in itself and it'll take some time mm. to um, nurture that. But the process has begun anyway. The process has begun. <laughs> Like any process, there's numbers mm. of steps along the way and that's it's right. very structured and probably a formula, is That's there? right. And I mean, a lot of that, that's why, you know, I had to go and learn from people that have been doing it for many years. And I mean, I might not know the structure to, to, to how to write a song. I do now. Mm. But one thing I suppose that I do have is that I have a lot of life experience. I have worked in um, the realms of, of domestic violence and mental health and and with children for, for many, many years. And I suppose coming from a, a caring profession and a caring background, mm. a lot of the time you see the harsh reality, realities of life. And I think that that's a, that, that aids the writing process as well as all of what you've been through yourself and sure. all of the happy times that you've had. Um, and I suppose as a, a woman in my 30s now, um, and you have that experience, I think, you know, it's a good time to... Mm to start writing you know there's dip, a bit of depth to it if that dip makes into sense. what you've learned well, and that's yeah it, that's it you know there's certainly like a lot of the songs i sing there's meaning and sentiment and there's nothing shallow really behind any good. of it good to hear <laughs> uh, yeah nothing like uh, a bit of depth behind the, the music the tour is coming to an end this part of the that's tour right. what was the biggest challenge of of this one i suppose we, you're out mm. on your own. I know you're away from your family and kids a bit of the That's time right. as well. What kind of unexpected challenges came up? Well, Beast from the East was oh, one of them. Well, that should be expected. <laughs> I think there was about four, wasn't there? That was that was one of them. Um, I suppose I wouldn't have found as many challenges really this time round mm. um, because I have been on the road now for... Um, the first time round now was different than my first ever tour. I suppose you had the challenge of the nerves, the ad the adrenaline, the fear, um, all of those things. And I suppose this time round, I felt possibly a bit more at ease um, in that I knew what it was doing. I knew how it worked. Um, but I suppose with any tour and any show, you always worry, is it good enough? Um, have I put enough work in? Um, how can I improve mm. it? Are the audience going to enjoy it? Are the people that have bought tickets? Because you can't underestimate what it takes for people to book tickets and taxis and sure. get babysitters and to come out. So you really want it to be as as good as what it can be. And that for me is always the, the challenge is ensuring that 
I keep my perfectionism at bay. <laughs> um, but it's going to keep the bar very high, though. You, you have, have to. That, you it? have to. I think that's important. But um, we've had a brilliant, brilliant tour, and it has went incredibly well. And again, um, we had a lot of the shows sold out. Mm. So we've had a really, really, um, we've had a really good time. And as I say, we'll after we're in the UK now in June for the first time. Um, we're doing a two-week tour in, of England and Scotland, and after that, we'll enjoy a, a very well-deserved break. Absolutely. <laughs> now you have your own tour. Do you have uh, diva-like demands on your tours? That uh, you know, like black. I think black toilet oh, roll gosh. is one I've heard, or bathing in milk, or something. If I ever get to that stage, <laughs> that will be the time that I will know enough's enough. Yeah. From. <laughs> <laughs> You've got carried away from your humble home no, and beginnings now. Absolutely not. And I know, you know, I, you can see how easily it can happen. Um, and certainly when you're in the, you're surrounded by a lot of people in the business, sometimes you, you see how um, maybe being in the industry for a lot of years and, um, you know, having, believe in the hype, you can't believe the hype. You know, you're an ordinary person like everybody else. And sometimes myself and my husband joke about this, you know, if I ever give out to him, um, he uses it against me and he said, now don't you be getting too carried away with yourself, Beyonce. Calls yeah. me Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no way. My feet are firmly in the ground and I hope to God that that's always the case. Yeah. Which it will. You I'm know. sure it will. Yeah, I can't imagine you no. massively changing your values at this point. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> There's an advice question I like to ask, and it's, it's I suppose if you look back ten years, mm. you know, just before this all began, yeah, what would you say to yourself if you could? Um, well, I always well ten years ago I would have been twenty two. I'd have just been coming out of college, and I suppose I had a very set uh, plan on what I thought life should look like. Right, you know, it was going to be a a very um, I suppose routine and structure of a nine to five job either in the teaching profession or and you know my advice would be is, is don't plan and be open to what comes your way and uh, don't fight change because mm. change can sometimes be a good thing and certainly I always knew that I could be a singer full time I knew by the even before any of this happened just the reaction to the, what I had already recorded um, the amount of emails that was coming in way prior to anything ever going viral on Facebook but I was always reluctant and resistant I didn't have the self-belief and I always was trying to maybe control and plan and sometimes you have to let go of the control and uh, believe in yourself you know that's mm. my uh, words of wisdom yeah no <laughs> it resonates like I think when you have a very you have to let Structured. it go. It, it's right. difficult to let go, though. It is. It is. And I mean, I'm the same as anybody else. I suppose you come out and you worry about uh, saving for a deposit to put down in your new first house and, you know, all of those things. Um, and along the way, then, um, you just you become quite rigid, maybe, is, mm. the, is the word. And there's a whole world out there and you can achieve and do lots of great things, but you have to, you have to go with the flow. And I've been doing that in the last 18 months and I would say that it's been the best few years of my life. Brilliant. So I'm glad to hear that it is a mm. positive experience. I guess, is there influencers that you've had along the way that have helped? Uh, mentors or even obviously your husband is probably yeah. a massive one, but is there any others that have helped you? In, in terms of music or yeah, just, just in, in life? just in general, maybe uh, both even. 
Well, I mean, uh, I suppose your your family have always been a, a huge support, but I would have had a few really great teachers at school right. um, that, that helped along the way. And work colleagues, I mean, even work colleagues from my previous jobs. I mean, I would have always been doing music on the side. They were always a great source of support as well. And I suppose when things really um, kicked off two years ago, um, I was contacted by Irish singer and songwriter Phil Coulter. Mm. Um, and he has, you know, he's 50 years in the business and he has a wealth of knowledge and experience and a career of longevity. So he was very quick to give me a lot of advice and, um, you know, suppose brought me under his wing a bit. I went out on tour with him prior to doing my first headline tour sure. and spent a few weeks with him in America. So he's been very good to me, as have others, um, you know, in the business. And, um, you know, no man is an island. And I suppose I couldn't do it without the support of my husband, Colm, who drives me here and there and, <laughs> you know, takes a lot of the pressure off with a lot of admin and emails sure. and you know all of behind the scenes stuff that yeah. maybe people don't see they don't see that right. uh, less glamorous side exactly. of the, the harder <laughs> stuff that needs to be done yeah. brilliant i'll just end with one or two quick ones yeah. do you have any pre-show superstitions or anything you do before you get out there it's funny that um i always bless myself all right <laughs> but you know that's would have been a habit in our yeah, house at yeah, home yeah. you know <laughs> and i just take a deep breath and i do need calm and i need quiet if there's too much hustle and bustle around me, it makes me nervous. Mm. So for the last 10 minutes just before I go out, um, I need complete silence, a, a bit of a breath, and I say a, a line or two to the man above. Right. And I'm not I'm not joking when I say that does help calm me sure. <laughs> It really does. Yeah, like it's a, probably a mantra. Like it is. A, a kind of I talk a lot about it meditation. Well, it's a bit like, this, giving, like... It, giving it up. You know, you, you can worry and you can fret. And be riddled with anxiety. And sometimes if you just let it go um, and say, you know what, well, I've done all I can. I have to give it over now till a uh, higher force, it, it settles you. And that that's what I, that's what settles me before I go out. Mm, very good. Just on that, as I said, I mentioned meditation and kind mm. of keeping in the moment and that's calm. Right. I do a lot of that myself mm. and a lot of the guests I talk, nearly everybody seems to do mm -hmm. something. Like, is there anything you do to, to kind of de-stress or to kind of calm? Oh, that's funny. Um, I have pe A lot of people have spoken to me about meditation. I can't get the time and I should because a lot of people have spoke to me about the benefits of it mm. and just, and I suppose a lot of your anxiety with anything comes from thinking too far ahead and thinking that everything has to be done today yeah and if you just say right this is the task at hand i haven't you know what i mean mm -hmm. it, that does sadly and you can only do what you can do in a given day um so i do try and and sort of live by that you know take one day at a time mm. you know if you're trying to build rome in a day of course you're going to get anxious you just have yeah. to you just have to work keep at it and um you know, not become overwhelmed with the enormity of what has to be done. And that that's, I suppose, the case in anyone's life, regardless of what your job is mm. or um, what pressures you have, you know. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned about the meditation because you have so much going on. One proverb, I'm not going to say it properly, but it's if you have 
you know, a busy day, you do 30 minutes meditation. If you have a really busy day, you do an hour's meditation in the morning to give, because the more time you meditate, the more focus you have mm-hmm. to get more stuff done during well, the day. Well, that's it. It's about quieting the mind. And often I would find that, you know, when you're under a lot of pressure and there's a lot of things to do, your head almost becomes fog-like. You know, mm-hmm. you can't, and your decision-making then is compromised because you're so, your head is so busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot that's of the time, it's your perspective on busyness and what you have to do. And as you say, if you could just settle um, the mind and quieten it, a lot of the time you have greater perspective and clearer thinking. Mm. I don't know, I haven't tried it, but that is what I'm told. <laughs> well, you're probably <laughs> doing it in ways like meditation has many different forms. So even mm. if you're saying a small little prayer, that's bringing you into the moment. It's kind of a, right. a mantra. And, yeah. and, and it, it is like religion is a form of meditation. Mm. People just probably call it something yeah, different and whatnot right. i won't go down that route anymore no, that's a whole other podcast that's, that's right. um, <laughs> donna i know you're about to get a sound check going yes. on here so i think we'll um we'll wrap it up of course but just before we do call out how people can get in touch with you maybe even follow you on online and uh mm-hmm. even with your shows coming up in the uk yes yes so we're in the uk for two weeks in june um sort of around the london area birmingham um and all details are on my website uh, dot com. Uh, Facebook is also just under Donna Taggart. Instagram Donna Taggart Music, um, and you can just Google Donna Taggart. <laughs> You'll find plenty. There's plenty there, yeah. And the uh, and the yeah. social networks will continue to hopefully be a positive Absolutely. for you with all the new stuff coming out yeah. look thanks so much best of luck with the show tonight best of luck you. with your own writing process i'm fascinated about about yeah. that that'll be interesting to well, see how it. that goes hopefully that's that's going to be out towards the end of the year end so. of the year yeah yeah very good mm-hmm. brilliant thanks so much for your time You're very Donna. welcome thank Take you very care. much rob bye bye how was that do you enjoy it i hope so If you did, please like, share and do all that other good stuff that only takes a second on social media but means an awful lot to me as it spreads the reach. You can get the details from the show in the show notes on the website robofthegreen.ie. In there you can share the show out with others. I really just want to touch on three other quick things. One, feedback. I learned so much from it. Without it, I can't improve. Please give me a bit of feedback, positive, negative, constructive. Would you recommend a book? Do you have any other ideas for guests? How about more video? Let me know what you want and I can make it happen. I will try. That's number one. Number two, sharing is caring. This year, I'm making more of an effort to try and expand the reach facebook there's a page and there's a group the one percent better community on facebook is where i really hope new listeners go to share ideas comments in general things that they could help others with that's what it's there for follow me on spreaker.com that's the new host i'm on twitter growing not exponentially at all but slowly so please follow there i'm on instagram all of these are at rob of the green linkedin rob o'donoghue get in touch would love to hear from you number three is about support so i'm offering a few hours a month pro bono free coaching to those that can't afford it that need some coaching that want some coaching if you go to the website the support page click on the pro bono link on the flip side of that where you guys can support me go to patreon.com the rob of the green page you can make a donation there you can get access to exclusive content which i'm adding all the time that would be awesome anything you contribute will go back into the show to make it better make it more than one percent better also there's the option to buy one of those books that were recommended through the website which will bring you to Amazon, which will get you the normal links 
which will get you the books at the normal price but supposedly amazon will give the show a small donation every time a book is purchased or anything for that matter which is great so finally i just wanted to say thanks so much for listening i know it's difficult to make improvements to push things forward to get outside your comfort zone i'm trying to do it all the time i hope that every listen and every show and every guest that is on gives you something to take away that you could apply adopt and adapt into your own life to create a new habit to make something better don't overreach small improvements one percent is enough and thank yourself for making the time to listen to the show it shows you're interested in learning improving and getting better even if it's just one percent at a time have a great day and good luck